Two short stories for you as we wrap up this special Christmas celebration. The first story begins in 1927. It was in Australia. They wanted to set up at the university there. They wanted to set up an experiment to demonstrate how some objects that look like they are solids are actually liquid in nature. So they took a, a big glob of pitch, not from a tree, but more like tar, pitch uh, associated with tar. They took a big glob of pitch, they heated it up, and they, they melted it into a glass funnel with the tip closed off. And over the next three years, the pitch formed to the shape of the funnel, having been heated uh, in 1927. And in 1930, they cut off the end of the funnel, and they wanted to see what would happen. Nothing happened, at least to the immediate eye. But about seven years later, the first drop dropped off. And this began a pattern where about every seven years, a drop of pitch would fall to the bottom. Later on, after years of this had happened, there was a caretaker. His name was Professor John Mainstone. He was the person responsible for this long and slow experiment. Because up to this point, nobody had ever seen the pitch drop fall off. They would come in the next day and see that it, it, was, it had dropped off, and they would say, ah, oh, we just missed it. Well, John Mainstone, he wanted to see the pitch fall, and so that became uh, a focus of his, a special hobby. And he would, he would observe it in its glass case, and he would look and, and wonder, how much more time do we have? It's been four years, it's been five years, it's approximately every seven years. And then, in 1977, the next drop fell, but he missed it by a day. He was traveling, and he was gone, and he was disappointed. By this time, the, the distance of time between drops had increased, and so the next one didn't fall until 1988. And this time he missed it, but by five minutes. Still, nobody had ever seen one of these drops fall. He was hoping to be the first. He was hoping to see it, and now he had to wait another decade plus. But this next time around, he was going to be prepared. He'd missed it by a day, he'd missed it by five minutes, and so they set up a webcam. Now these things were available. It was around the year 2000. They had the technology, a camera focused on this thing 24-7 so that he wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't you know it, in the year 2000, there was a power outage <laughs> for 20 minutes. And during that 20 minutes, the next drop fell, drop number eight. It's a true story. You can look up that webcam, by the way. Over 125,000 people had signed up to watch drop number nine fall. But sadly for, for the professor, he died before he was able to see the next one fall. Now, there is a little bit of good news for him because there was another experiment set up in about 1944, so a younger experiment. 
and he got to watch a video of one of those drops fall. But it wasn't quite the same as watching his pet project uh, experience this dramatic once every decade plus moment. He waited most of his life, but he was disappointed in the end. The Bible tells a story about another man who waited most of his life, but it wasn't to, to watch simply a drop of pitchfall. It was a man named Simeon who was waiting for the Messiah. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year turning into year until this man was now an old man nearing the end of his life. But he had been promised that he would see the Savior before his time of death would come. But his body was hurting more. His, his posture was bent over more. It was harder to get up in the morning. His death was getting closer by the day. And still, his prayer had not been answered. And then one day, the Holy Spirit prompted him, go to the temple now. Get to the temple now. And so he leaves his home, guided by the Spirit, down to the temple. And he enters that sacred place. And there in the temple, his eyes lock on a couple, talking with the priest, a husband and wife, and they've got a baby boy. But they don't look special. They're poor. You can tell that by the way they're dressed. They've been traveling. They're dirty. They're smelly. They're tired. They've had a long journey. She's given birth recently. They're just ordinary people, but as he looks at them, they're extraordinary in his eyes because something is special about this couple. And as he walks up to them and he sees the baby that they're holding, instantly he knows this is the long-awaited Messiah. Amen. This is the one I've been praying for day after day, year after year. The greatest hope of the world is right here in her arms. The glory of his presence was with them. And he couldn't, he couldn't help himself. He, he takes the baby out of Mary's arms, and I wonder what she was thinking. <laughs> Who's this old dude that's grabbing my baby? But she gladly let it happen. And he holds the child in his arms. And then he just breaks out into spontaneous prayer and prays to God because his prayers had been answered. He said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace. He knew he was almost ready to die. But he said, God, the moment I've waited for my whole life is now here. According to your word, for my eyes have seen the salvation which you prepared before the face of all people, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Luke chapter 2. God answers prayer. The greatest prayer of the world, a prayer that we didn't even know to pray because it happened before we were born, was answered some 2,000 years ago. The greatest hope, the greatest need, the greatest joys of the world are met in the greatest answer to prayer. The birth of our Messiah, the life, the death, the resurrection. Not only did Simeon recognize this baby, but also there was another old person. In fact, she was probably even older than Simeon. It was Anna, the prophetess who was there. 
And when she saw the baby, she too came over and started praising God for what he had done. I don't know what kind of prayers you've been praying. I don't know how God will interact with the requests that are on your heart. But for all the many meanings of Christmas, we should never forget that one of the greatest meanings of Christmas is that Christmas is a reminder that God answers prayer. The sad reality of this answer to prayer, though, is that many people at the time didn't realize their prayer had been answered. Some even refused to believe it. Even around our world today, there are people who are still praying a prayer and they don't realize it's been answered. But today we celebrate the fact that it indeed was answered. Salvation has come to our world. And with joy in our hearts, we embrace this answer. But we also are reminded and called to share the answer. Because this answer to prayer not only provides the salvation that we need, but Jesus also provides the hope that we need, the comfort that we need for these difficult times, the peace in our hearts that we need when our political world is is splitting apart, when things in our world are chaotic, he provides the hope and the joy and the foundation that we need. When loved ones are getting sicker and sicker, The answer of prayer in that stable, in that manger, reminds us that someday we can be reunited once again. So this prayer has been answered. My question to us today is, what are you going to do with it? Our world has been waiting, was waiting, and now Jesus is waiting. How will you respond to this great gift? What will you do with this good news? I want to share it. How about you? Let's pray. Dear God, we have been so greatly blessed with the music today, the readings, the poem, all the many things that have happened. And we're blessed by being together Lord, thank you for all that good food we had this morning, for everybody who made it. Lord, we pray that the joy that is filling our hearts now will spill out into uh, our community, into people's lives this week that are hurting. Use us, Lord, to be a comfort, a source of hope and joy and encouragement to the life of at least one person this week. We're so thankful that you hear our prayers. You answer them. And someday soon, you're going to take care of all of this world's problems. That is what we cling on to now. We look forward to it. And we all pray it together in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed and Merry Christmas.